But there is a God. The king reluctantly went to executed uh, Daniel by so they answered and said before the king that Daniel that Daniel who is one of your captives you know how they describe him they always describe you in a certain way <laughs> he is not even one of, he's one of your captives from Judah does not show due regard for you, O king, or for the decree that you have signed, but makes his petition three times a day. Not even once. Three times. So they answered, and the king said, please be seated. We'll get up and sing again. Isn't it? Reverend Eric is here. He can, if I'm finding it very difficult, he'll help me. Then the king, when he heard these words, was greatly what? Displeased with who? Himself. Why was he displeased with himself? Sometimes people can, as a leader, they can make you do some things that you yourself will tie your hands. They will counsel you for your own destruction. They will say, oh, okay, now, now. Meanwhile, they are destroying you. They won't tell you the truth. Whenever they come to you, they have ulterior motives. When they say, do this, they are thinking about their interest, not the interest of the nation or the interest of anyone. Okay. And the king, when he heard this words, was greatly displeased with himself. He said, ah, why should I sign this? And set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. And he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. He was trying to find whether there's any clause that he can use. Where there's a presidential pardon that he has. Where there's some powers he can use that is illegal to release this guy, but there was none. Daniel was caught up. And he knows. Then these men approached the king and said to him, No, O king, that it is a law of the Medes and Persians. They, 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 they are quoting the king, the decree, that no decree or statute which the king established may be changed. Check in this one, it is the entrenched one. It cannot be changed. Okay. So the king gave the command and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of the lion. But the king spoke saying to Daniel, your God 
Tell somebody your God. Ask the person whether do you have any God at all? <laughs> if you don't have one, then you are not the one. <laughs> Daniel had a God. <laughs> he said, Your God. I love that. That, that alone. My God. <laughs> do you have a personal God? Do you have a personal God? Yes. Then it is your God. Amen. My God. I love that. Even that one alone, I can stop here. Yes. My God. Uh-huh. Which one? You see, that God does not deliver everybody. He delivers people who what? Serve him continuously. Are you really serving him? Or you serve him conveniently? You serve him when it is convenient. You serve him at Tintabas. Today let me go and serve the Lord. Oh. This one. So I was talking to him, I said, look, pastor, for back, for way there, for nothing change. We should put what aside. He said, this one, put God aside. When it pleases you, God should be put aside. When you want God help, you want him to come by your side. <laughs> so, I love that. I love that. I love that. Your God I want to encourage everyone to continuously serve the Lord. It might not be very easy. There will be challenges. But continuously serve Him. Don't compromise. Serve Him. You might not see anything, but still continuously serve Him. You might not feel anything, but still continuously serve Him. Not because you are getting something or not, but serve him for who he is. Your God whom you serve continuously, he will deliver you. God has set himself out to deliver his servants. I said to deliver what? Are you a servant of God? Yes. Are you a servant of God? Yes. Are you really serving God? Yes. Or you're serving your interests? If you are a servant of God, sometimes you don't even need to think about anything. Sometimes people say, oh, prophet pray for me the witches the wizards I said the reason why you need people to pray for you because of the witches and the wizards is because you don't serve him if you serve God how will you will he allow a wizard or a witch to come and take his servant and use him as meat if they do The reason why those fears are there is because we've missed our services to God. 
Sometime in the service of God, he set his angels. Anytime you're serving God, angels are at your. They help you to serve him. Imagine all these angelic beings following you, help you to serve the Lord. Then some small demon want to come. Ah! If you are beating you, it's because you are not serving God. Go and revise your notes. And repent. <laughs> then, look at it. Then a stone was rolled and laid on the map of the den. And the king sealed it with his own secret ring. He does it everywhere to anybody who went in. And nobody went in and came in, came out. Just like how they put you into a mortuary and you come out, they bury you. That's how, when you push you there, you know this man, uh, he's gone. So he was put there. And the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the, the signet of the Lord that the purpose concerning Daniel might not be changed because he signed it. Now the king went to his palace and spent the night doing what? Yes. You who executed the man, now you can't sleep. His fasting and the king did better than some Christians. Fasting and no musicians were brought before him. That is not the time for joy, for, for, for this. It's a time to, to mourn, it's a time to pray. This king is a king. Daniel have taught him faith. And his sleep went from him. And I presume Daniel was sleeping. But he wasn't sleeping. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste to the den of the lion. Why should the king do that? He will finish with the man. In the morning he got up. There is still hope in him. There is still faith in him. There is still something he knows that Daniel's God is able. And when he went, let's look at it. And when the king kept the den, he cried out with the with a lamentation voice to Daniel, the king spoke, saying to Daniel, Daniel, servant of what? Servant of what? You see that the servant comes all the time. Someone serving a dead God. I'm talking about the living God, the living Christ. Hallelujah. Whom you serve what? You see the continual seven there too. Be, has he been able? Has he been able? Is it true? Yes. What is his question? Has he been what? For says, has he been able yes. to deliver you from the lions? Yes. Then give her that song. Yes. Give her the answer. Give her the answer. Accidentally, abundantly, 
Hallelujah. It's enough to come before him and just acknowledge his greatness. Sometimes he just wants us to come and acknowledge how great, how he's able to do whatever he says he's going to do. Whenever God says I will do something, he's also able to do it. Our father Abraham, he signed a covenant with him. I like this, our God. Sometimes, the way he goes, in Genesis chapter 12, he said he wanted to enter in the covenant with Abraham. He said, Abraham, Abraham just killed birds and animals, divided it into two, and put them side by side. And normally, in those days, that's how they do this covenant. Then the lesser one will walk in the midst of the two. And that simply means that if I failed to do my portion, my life is at stake. But this one, it's not the lesser one. God himself. God himself says, Abraham, I am going to walk there. And they pass through the sacrifice and said, Abraham, if I fail to do my portion, it means I am dead like these animals. If I am not able to do what I say I will do, if I fail my portion, then I am just take me to be like a dead goat. I didn't say anything. <laughs> Don't let this run through your mind. He said, Don't trust me again. Take me to be like the dead gods. It simply means that my life is in this covenant. Whenever God signed a covenant, he put his life at stake. Amen. The new covenant was signed with his life. Put his son there. And life was given. That look, if this one don't resurrect, it means that I am dead. And truly he resurrected. When he killed it, when he divided it, there was something I saw. Always vultures will always try to come and sail. They will come before what will happen. But we have a duty to drive away the vultures. Yeah. The always vultures that try to just distort the plans of God in our life. And let's look. We'll use this few minutes to drive away the vultures. And when the vultures came down on the carcasses, Abraham drove them away. These vultures, when they started, 
they don't respect. Abraham was going to enter into a covenant with God. God spoke to him, do this. But the vultures will always come. Some of the vultures are troubling your jobs. Before the breakthrough comes, the vultures have come. Vultures troubling your marriages. Vultures troubling your, your finances. Vultures always trying to go ahead of the great promise of God in your life. And sometimes you want to give up in life. This morning I want us to pray. We want to drive away anything that will be a hindrance to the fulfillment of God in our life. I said, let's read it briefly, then we'll pray. This is when God, let's go back a little and see how Abraham did it. Mago, Tacita, he just cut the animals. After this, after this thing, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision, saying, do not be what? Just tap somebody that do not be afraid. I am your shield. You know what a shield does? What does it do? You are exceedingly what? Great reward. What does a shield do? It means that I am going to protect you. I am going to protect your family. I am going to protect you from danger. That no matter how it is, this is not only to you, but to your children and your children's children. That no one can do them harm. Even if they catch them and put them in the lion's den, I will still protect them. If they put them into the fire, I will still protect them. I am making this covenant with you. So that in years to come, when your children, children get in this situation, they can still believe me. This covenant is not only for you. I love God. Tell somebody that you love God. Ha! Huh. There are two things. He said, I am your shield. I'm going to protect you. Protect your business. Protect your health. Protect whatever that we're doing. I'm not only going to protect you, I am also going to be your exceeding reward. Let me read it. That one is your exceedingly great, not a reward, not great reward, but what? It's going to be more than great reward. Oh my God. But Abraham said, Lord God, what will you give me? It didn't have to be money. All these promises you are giving me. What will you give me? Seeing I go what? Childless. And the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus from Syria. God! All these promises. It should have come when I was very young. 
Now I am old, and this promise is coming unto me. At this age, what kind of protection do I need again? When I'm getting ready to die. If this promise were to come to me if I have children, I would say, oh yes. If you give me all this wealth, who is going to inherit it? I don't have a child. He brought his argument before the Lord. God said, don't worry. Let's look at what God said. Then Abraham said, look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, this one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. What you've been crying for, what you think is past, what you think it won't happen again, is going to happen. Then he brought him outside and said, look now towards heaven. Where will you look? Look where? And count the stars if you are able to count them, number them. And he said to him, so shall your descendant be. God is going to take you out of where you are and show you what belongs to you. That is why I believe there is a prophet. There should be a prophetic revelation. I must pray by the prophetic revelation. What you see is what you can pray for. What God has revealed is what you can have faith to take. He did not just say, oh, I'm going to get plenty children, but God showed him. And when he saw it, he created faith in him. Then let's look at what God said. And he believed in the Lord and he account, accounted it to him for righteousness. Then he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of uh, of the Chaldeans to give you this land to inherit it. He's giving you this land to do what? He is not only giving you to, for a lease. It's to inherit the land. So this is where God gave. Continue. And he said, Lord God, how shall I know that I will inherit it? How shall I know that this land I will inherit it? And all of us are asking this question, how can we know? How shall we know that I'll get a husband? Now I'm old. How will I know that I will be rich? How shall I know that me too will be somebody in society? Then God. So he said to him, bring me a three-old heifer, a three-year-old female goat, and three-year-old ram, turtle dove, and all those animals. He said, now for you to know, I'm going to sign a covenant with you. When I sign this covenant, I'm going to put my life, my integrity, everything on it. That is what you can know. 
How will I know that I will go to heaven? I put my life on the cross. And at the cross, you will know that I, you will not doubt, you will not think, oh, what will it, is, will I even go to heaven? No. You will surely know. So, he made it, let's finish, let's move from the animals. Then he brought all this and cut them into two, down the middle, and placed each piece opposite the other, but he did not cut the birds in two. And when the vultures, 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 they always come to interfere. When blessings is coming, they'll come and interfere. Don't call somebody a vulture. Out of priest, someone said, Oh, many of vulture. Don't be a vulture in my life. I'm not talking about human vultures. I'm talking about spiritual ones. When the vultures came down on the carcasses, Abraham drove them away. We have a duty to pray, to do spiritual warfare, to make sure we keep the demonic forces at bay. We don't just sit down and say, oh, we need to do some things. You need to take your place. The church, you need to stand and suck all these vultures. The vultures are flying all over the world, trying to destroy our children, trying to destroy the, the, the moral fiber of society. And trying to turn it in a certain way. They are vultures and they are flying through internet everywhere. These are vultures. Say, prophet. Vultures are being introduced. The church should not sleep. Abraham did not sleep. God has promised you. But the vultures would like to destroy our children. The vulture would like to destroy our youth. The vulture would like to destroy our young adult. And we need to protect these children. We need to protect this youth with our prayer, with whatever we can do. Okay, finally, we're going to pray now. Now, when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abraham. And behold, Horror and great darkness fell upon him. Wow. Then he said to Abraham, No settling that your descendant will be strangers in a land that is not theirs. They will be strangers in a land that is not what? Theirs. <laughs> hey! And will serve them. And they will afflict them 400 years. Oh God. They will go through trouble. So all the trouble happened, it was prophesied. Not by anybody, but by God himself. So, say prophet, there is no fear. And also the nation whom they serve, I will judge. That is Nyami. Afterward, say, tell somebody, afterward. afterward. The devil can do his worst. 
but there's what we call afterward. Yes. Tell somebody there's an afterward. Say, yes. whatever you're going through, there's an afterward. So, you see, God never leaves you. There's an afterward. He said, afterward, they shall come out with what? Great word. Possession. He's confirming that I am your reward. You are exceedingly great reward. That even in your slavery and affliction, I will still be your reward. Whatever you're going through, it can't kill you. It will make you better. Whatever difficulties you're going through, there is what we call afterward. The afterward, I will take you and I will show myself to you. Your exceedingly great reward. You cannot walk with that person in affliction and leave the place empty-handed. Your work and your labor shall never be in vain. Yes, they labored in Egypt. God's word wouldn't have come to pass because he said that your labor in me shall never be in vain. They labored and labored. They were wondering, when shall we be free? When can we also get a small gold to make an earring? But they really carried gold come on. at the end. Yeah. Look. Let the devil think that he's putting you under prison. You are coming out with what? Wow. He said, afterward, when I got that place, this afterward, like that portion. They shall come. Not they may, but they shall. They shall come. Out with what? Not possession, but what? Great. That great too has come. Great what? Possession. (laughs) Oh my God. No wonder they had enough gold to be able to build a golden car. (laughs) Munyesh can always say about hearts. Then, now as for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace. You shall be buried at the good old age. Abraham, don't be afraid. You will not just die like that. You will be strong. Your eye will not fail. You will grow old. All the promises I have given you, you will see them. And when you're going to die, you will die at a very good. There's a bad old age. But I'm talking about good old age. He said, look, I'm your pension 
reward. There are some pension they doesn't at a point you yourself you know that this sin it is to take you to your grief. Death is not a type of pension. You see, Abraham, your pension will be more than when you were working. working. I am going to reward you. In your good old age, you're going to die at peace. Not cursing the world. Not cursing people that they've left me alone. Not cursing that I can't do anything. But I'll also give you health and strength. And when you're dying, you will die well. I know some of us are afraid of death. So Abraham, but in the fourth generation, they shall return here. They shall what? Where? Where he was standing. It will look like your descendants have lost the land, but I will bring them back to that land. It will look like they are no longer on that land. It looks like some people have taken over the land. But I will bring them back to that land. It looks like somebody has taken something away from you. It looks like you have lost the job. You have lost that thing. He said, I will bring you back. But in the fourth generation, they shall return here. For the iniquity of the Amorite is not yet complete. So God is sometimes waiting for uh, some things to happen. No, God, he never does things without a reason. People are, sometimes some people think they are organ. They think they have power. They can do everything. They can sit there and destroy you. And they can just do anything. And sometimes you say, God, why are you not doing anything? Why these wicked people are planning wicked and destroying people? God, why? He said, you see, sometimes their iniquities have not there. <laughs> sometimes God is waiting for the iniquity to be full. <laughs> so that when they start judging, Brethren, I want that to stand to pray. We want to pray. Some of us have promises, but those promises, the shames that on vultures are trying to cross cross you here, trying to take the meat. But I want you to struggle yourself today and take control over your promises. For the promises of God, they are what? Yea and amen. When God promises, he doesn't turn and say, oh, the time I promised I had this kind of money, but now my bank account is empty. No. When he promises you, it's yea and it is Amen. I want us to take hold of every promise that God has given us. If God has promised you something, you might be seeing the opposite today. I want you to take hold of it and I want you to pray. 
I want you to pray for it. Pray. And remove every vulture that want to come between you and that promise. Remove them out of your land. Suck them out of that place. Remove them for God's purposes to come to pass in your life. I want each one of you to pray. Some of us are struggling with it. God's promises will surely come to pass. Your mind say, oh pastor, what can I do? Just call upon him. He said, ask for me. I don't know whether I have any promise. If you don't know, ask him, the Lord give me a promise if I don't have one. Today, each one can pray. Some knows what to do, but they seem to be very difficult to take them. I want you to take hold of your promises. Yes, take hold of and inherit the land which God has promised you. Don't give up. God is able to help you. He's able to take you through. He's able to encourage you. He's able to strengthen you. Don't look at your strength. Look at the strength of God for he is going to bring help to you. Don't give up. Just pray. Just pray. Oh Lord. We take control. We do warfare. 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 Against the fowls of the air. The forces that fight and try to dispossess us of our land. Oh God, pray. Take control of your children. Take control. Suck them from your children. Suck them from your businesses. Suck them from your spiritual life. Suck them from your health. Suck them. Suck them. Suck them. Pray. 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 The word of the Lord will come to you. The Lord will hold your right hand. He will lead you. He will guide you. He will be your helper. Pray. Pray. You need to possess your land. You need to suck all those things away from your path. For victory. Pray. 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 Today, the Lord wants to bring help to you. Pray. Pray. The Lord spoke through Isaiah and said, But you, O Israel, <coughs> my servant Jacob, whom I have chosen, your descendant of Abraham, my friend, I took you from the end of the earth. From the farthest corners I call you. I said, You are my servant. I have chosen you. And I've not rejected you. 
So do not be afraid. For the Lord said, I am with you. For do not be afraid. For the Lord said, I am with you. Do not be dismayed. For I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. This is what God is telling the servant. That all who rage against you will surely be ashamed and disgrace. Those who oppose you will be as nothing and perish. This shall be your portion. A promise to Abraham and his seed. His friend Abraham, he called him my friend. God wants to encourage you. God wants to encourage you. God wants to encourage you. For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear. I will help you. God is here to bring help to you. God is bringing help to you. Wherever you are, help is coming. 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 Oh Lord, do not be afraid. Help is coming. Help is coming. He will redeem you. He will save you. He will protect you. He will be his. He will reward you. This is God. This is mighty God. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you, God. There are many here, more than 80, that are caught up in a certain situation. May the Lord this morning release you and bring help to you. Help is coming right now. I am not saying help is coming tomorrow. Help is coming right now. Help is coming to you right now. May you receive help from God to fulfill your destiny in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. God bless you.